Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Mads and that is my sister Scout. Hey, what's up Scout? How's your headband? My headband's good and I just want to say my new formal greeting to you, since I am now a Succession fan, is fuck off. You have been texting me nonstop. Like, it was the same way that I was with Grey's Anatomy and my Instagram stories, like, freaking out over things that are happening. And people are like, this happened 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> you are, like, 10 years too late. That's how I feel with you texting me, because I'm just like, where are you in the series? Like, why aren't you caught up? Well, there's a couple of thoughts I have real quick before we get into this episode. One, you could play a drinking game on Succession, where every time a family member tells someone else to fuck off, you take a shot and you would be in the hospital within 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Shiv's wedding dress was not that great. It looked fucking cheap. And for people that rich, I don't understand why the quality of outfits on Shiv are not better. I feel like she should be elevated in her wardrobe. Wow. That's a hot take because I think Shiv is elegant as fuck. And maybe it progresses in season three, the latest season, because I think she looks great in her little pantsuits. She has those curves. I'm I'm into everything they put on her. Her body's insane. Love it. But that wedding dress looked cheap. Okay. All right. Scout, you're in the wrong part of succession. So people don't really remember. So I'm sorry. Like, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Says the girl who watched Grey's Anatomy and took everybody fucking down with her. I can't. I can't take you down with me right now. Oh, it's so annoying. So last night, Adam walked in right in the last five minutes of the season finale of season one. So all I was able to watch because I really just needed alone time to concentrate on this content is Kendall driving the fucking car. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, say a spoiler alert if people haven't seen it. Anyways, that's where I'm at. Okay. (laughs) If you've seen the end of season one, you know. So fuck off. They are so fucking brilliant at finales just you wait for season two and three finales you're gonna shit your little tuchus off the acting is the best acting i think i've ever seen in my entire life like kendall is kendall i don't believe that kendall is an actor well did you know wait have you read the wait did you hear about that article he did no no you did oh my god wow scout you are you're very in tune you're very in tune. Why? So is, that, he, is that his real life? So, no, well, no, but he just did this article. I, I forget what it was, but it, it went viral and it was like super controversial because he's very method. So he is Kendall Roy through and through throughout the whole thing. He does not see it as a comedy. He thinks it is a real life person inside him. And people are like, you don't, you're too hard to deal with. So it's really interesting you say that because he literally just wrote or said an interview with that. I mean, you can't criticize the guy because obviously his method fucking works. I feel terrible if he has a wife and kids, but his method really works. Like I have never seen, I've never seen acting like I've seen. Like Roman, I know is a character. Like Shiv, I get is a little bit of a character, but Kendall Roy is, is Kendall Roy. I don't believe that whatever the name of that person is, that's not like, I think it's just Kendall Roy. Yeah. 
I would agree. Yeah, Shiv, you should follow her on Instagram. She like lives on a farm. That's not true, but she doesn't wear any makeup. She's like so Okay, also, dude, I haven't worn makeup literally in over a month. I just realized like I have not worn makeup in over a month. It's great muzzle. I just think that's kind of crazy and I don't think a lot of people can say that and so I just was noticing that about my life. <laughs> great. We love we love our little observations about Scout's life. Anyways, just get ready for some more succession commentary on me. Dad is texting me now that he's into succession. Always welcome. We're It's always welcome on my end. It's always welcome. I'm going to start sending you the memes. So the best part about succession is the memes. And I sent you an account called Kendall Roy looking sad. I think that's what it is. I forget what it is specifically. And it's just photos of Kendall looking sad. Mm. And it's the best account on Instagram of all time. Okay. So cool. I'll start sending you the memes. And then how do you wait? Thoughts on uh, Cousin Greg? Cousin Greg, you know, also incredible actor, actually. Also absolutely incredible actor. Phenom. Because you know that he's such a good actor because you completely dismiss him. And that's the point of his fucking character is you're supposed to like dismiss him. And so, but he's, he's like that in real life. If you watch, I think he was on Jimmy, one of the Jimmy's and it was like his first late night experience. He's the same and way. He is as awkward and weird. <laughs> yeah. I love, and he's so funny on TikTok. I'm going to send you Nicholas Braun. That's his uh, name. Our text messages are going to be succession exchanges moving forward okay good well and i can't wait okay well we will keep you updated let's get into this episode though because looney over here needs to go potty she is uh she's going to have a little tantrum over here so Oy, i know i hate that word potty okay. that, i didn't like that no. i didn't like that at all sorry that you don't have a wonderful fluffy companion to bring you elevated joyful and love emotions you don't need to say go Potty. Well, that's what like, she hears and she knows. So anyways, oh, okay. let's talk about this episode, Mads, because it was fucking delightful. Uh, we had Emma. She is the founder of the app DM, which was my current fixation a couple episodes back. And, you know, we've been just geeking out over this app for a long time. And so Emma was so gracious to come on the podcast and talk all about her vision for, you know, a more inclusive internet, a more safe space for people to exchange resources and information and, and wisdom and be actual fucking human beings on the internet. So it's very on brand for OKSIS specifically and the vibe that we have been talking about for like the past three months about just like where the fuck do we go on the internet to be genuine and authentic? And I think DM is the answer. Yep. And she calls it a universe, which is just so motherfucking amazing so sisters yep you're gonna love this conversation as mad says we kind of talk all about what dm is why she created it the branding behind it the fact that we come to the internet with these veils and how in dm we can take those masks off so enjoy we love you and yeah we love you love you emma hi good morning <gasps> Oh, yes. Yes. We love the background. Really on brand. I'm in the DM universe. Would you like to join me? <laughs> I mean, always. You are on brand. And while, while Scout and I are very on brand in our <laughs> neutral palettes. <laughs> of course. I love it. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I don't know how it's Thursday. Apparently there's going to be a snowstorm in New York this weekend, which I'm very excited about. 
I'm jealous, but I'm also like, I feel like I'd get over that in five seconds. Both of us yeah. are Southern California gals. <laughs> Literally, it was 80 degrees yesterday, but I am so jealous of New York TikTok right now where mm. it just seems the magical type of snow. But I also yeah. did live in New York for a little bit and it does become disgusting very quick. Can you confirm? Oh, yeah. Like 20 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> There's 20 minutes where everyone's like Instagram. And then there's like three days where everyone's like, oh my God, I stepped in another slush puddle. Like how, why am I pretending that I like this? I still like it. I like how Maddie isn't envious of New York. (laughs) She's envious of New York TikTok specifically. Not New York, New York TikTok. I mean, first of all, everyone is envious of New York TikTok. It's like the most romanticized version of New York. Yeah. But that is literally the most digital avatar, digital like world (laughs) we live in. Like, I don't care about the physical place. I just fucking want to be in the digital place of that representation. Just like take me to New York, but in TikTok. Like I don't want to be any, I don't want to be in New York in real life. (laughs) Just like take me there in TikTok. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So let's first just start off with a gut check. Yeah. Just how are you feeling? What what are some feelings that have stirred up for you lately? I mean, you had an insane 2021 year, especially with DM and the growth of everything. So just kind of like in this moment, how are you? Um, I'm in equal part incredibly excited. I'm in equal parts terrified. I think there's a lot that we, just from a business perspective, we need to prove out this year, which is like very overwhelming. But then it's exciting that we have the opportunity to do it. So, and I think that you'll know, like being an entrepreneur and people ask, how are you? And like, I think that my entire mood is dictated by my company a lot of the time. So me on a personal level, I'm generally happy, I think. But yeah, overwhelmed, but equally excited. So just trying to remember both at the same time. That is the tagline of entrepreneurship, excited yeah. and terrified. <laughs> exactly. At the exact same. And we talk a lot about that balance of, and you mentioned it, feeling grateful for even being able to do this and yeah. being able to pursue it and work on this amazing product. But then this other side of, holy shit, there is so much to do and prove. Mm-hmm. But I've been reading le- recently the 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Weiss. We I've been mentioning this uh, like in every podcast episode. It's phenomenal. And the biggest through line is fear is a signal. Fear is literally a signal from the world that you are going in the right direction. And I mean, Scout mm. preaches this all the time. Of course, it took me, you know, reading a book for me to actually... <laughs> Oh, it took it took you another book, not my book, where there's a whole chapter on it. It took you another book to figure it out. Got it. Just making sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. for the just, record. Uh, just for the record, you know. But fear, and I think I've been recently, it's just been sinking in that anytime I feel fear, I'm like, oh, 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 no, this is the right way. You know, our first instinct is be like, oh, no, how do we get back to comfort? Or, you know, how do I not feel this quote unquote negative emotion, but rather seeing it as a driver's seat, like it's pushing Mm. me forward in a little way. Do you feel that? Yeah, I think there are two reasons that it pushes you forward is one, you're like, I can't go backwards. I'm terrified of going backwards. And second of all, you're like, well, I started this. So like now I just kind of have to keep going and figuring it out and not giving up. I just don't give up on anything. I have never given up on anything in my whole life. And even if it's taken me in bad directions, but yeah, I think fear is 
very helpful in a lot of ways. As long as you don't let it get to you, like from a mental health perspective, I think if you use it as a motivator, a hundred percent, like it's so important. I love that. Well, that makes one of us of people who don't quit on anything since half my life. I, well, I'm at a point now where I don't quit anything, but I think that once you kind of touched on something about entrepreneurship, which is that you kind of can't go backwards mm. anymore once you add on responsibilities or if you have investors or employees or whatever it is. And I think that's kind of the biggest blessing because it forces you to move through those uncomfortable emotions and actually follow through with that dream that you had that sound really yeah. ideal and romanticized in your head before all of this happened. The burden of responsibility pushes you to the final line. Yeah. And I think something you just said, it kind of reminded me of like when people ask, they're like, oh, well, like I want to start a company. What should I do? What should I like? I'm nervous to tell people. I like don't really know how to start. And I'm like, tell everyone, tell every single person in your whole life yes. what you want to do. Because every time they see you, they'll be like, how's your company? And you'll be like, oh, I haven't started it. Um, you'll be like, fuck, need to like, sorry, I don't know if I can swear, but and I'm like, so how do you like, how do I do this? Like create an accountability circle out of every single person in your whole life. And it gets you there. You're like, well, I'll look a bit stupid if I don't like at least try once. And then you try once and then you're like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. I'll try again. Exactly. And you go from there. Scout preaches this all the time. She's like, she will tell like that is the first step is literally just tell someone that you're like scared to tell and then you will follow through with it because the worst outcome is that you look stupid when yeah when they ask you about it again a hundred percent yeah okay so let's get into dm first of all just tell the sisterhood what is dm and how did the idea originate Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. 
O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right, 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S-1-5. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it. Yeah, so DM is a social universe for exchanging knowledge. We want to design the place that you come to to either have or discover candid conversations around everything that you want to talk about like we want to design conversations that help you understand finance we want conversations that might help you deal with something from a health perspective maybe it's listening to someone motivating with your career we just like truly believe that women and non-binary folks have this sort of unique behavior that we've developed over generations which is to share knowledge with each other via whisper networks, behind closed doors, in WhatsApp groups, over a glass of wine. But no one has access to that information. A lot of that information isn't damning to share it outside of your immediate circle. It's actually, imagine the collective growth we would have if we had access to all of the knowledge that is out there. And so that's what DM is rooted in, is this idea of bringing these whisper networks from around the world of people gossiping about what birth control pill you're on, how did you get a promotion, what the fuck is cryptocurrency, all of this stuff that everyone is muttering around and you're like, I don't know where to go, like where can I learn this stuff in a way that is interesting to me and is a way that I understand it in a fun way, in a way that's not overwhelming and that's how we're building DM. So the way it works right now, you can join, you select interests, you can either share your own knowledge via what we call notes, which are kind of like asynchronous love letters of your knowledge that you can leave around the universe and then sessions and the purpose of sessions is for them to be recorded and last forever they are hosted between two or more people talking about a specific topic that one person probably knows more than the other and those sessions can be listened in live so you can come and listen to these two cool people talking as they record their session um, and then that gets saved forever and anyone can come and listen to it. Uh, We have grand plans for the future and we want to build basically an entire society, but that's what it is right now. So come join us. 
It sounds, the first time I heard about it was through Mads. She listed it as her current fixation and then I signed up. And it sounds as if, to me, it, it hit that need and that chord of, let me know if this resonates, that the internet and social platforms feel as if the content that's being shared on a wide scale is really cheap and shallow and quick and quantity-based. And that makes me have a negative association with social networks mm -hmm. as a whole because it's lacking a certain depth and intention and knowledge and intellect, information, et cetera. And DM really feels as if it is the answer to those who are looking for more quality, not necessarily connection. I feel like we're all fucking connected, <laughs> but more, you know, more substantial conversations that will enrich our lives, which I feel like podcasting does such a great job at and fills that need. And yet we still need a social network that also brings us that level. And that's what DM feels like to me. Was was that any part of your process creating DM, kind of creating a center of the internet also? And the way you speak about it is really very forward facing as far as where we're going with digital communities, mm -hmm. digital universes, et cetera. Was that also something that you set out to create when you created this app? Yeah, I think we, I mean, I would be lying if I said we knew that this is how it will come to life two years ago or 18 months ago even. But we always wanted to create that place where my co-founder Divya and I had this conversation where it's like, why are we Googling all of these questions still? Like Google does not return high quality search results for, for women a lot of the time. Like why if I Google the initial spark for DM, for example, came from trying to Google the side effect of taking plan B. And I'm like, what came up was, I'm not joking, a green, bright green forum. I can still vividly picture the color from 2009. The last post was from 2009 and that was my search result. And it's all dictated by ads and money. Yeah. And I'm like, why are these, these are not quality. This is not high quality or I have the WebMD option. I ended up genuinely surveying <laughs> every person I knew ever, whether they'd taken it and if they had taken it, what their side effects were. Cause I was like, okay, so the conclusion that I came to was either I will have a period and feel a bit sick for about three days, or I will have a period for four weeks. I ended up having one for like three weeks. So kind of got the answer via, <laughs> via crowdsourcing, but, but yeah, I think it comes back to exactly what you were saying is we want it to be that place where it's like a heaven, I don't know, it's like heaven for all of the data of that women have from their lives sort of thing. It's like, it's like every piece of information that you want to share to help others, uh, you can share in DM and others can discover it. It's like, instead of Googling it, DM it. Like you don't need to Google anything. Like the answer should be there for you in DM or you should ask the community to source it. I love that. I mean, the range of topics that DM offers and the expertise, but also just the grassroots knowledge that any person has like you don't necessarily need to be an expert and I love that you guys empower people to be like you have you have knowledge you have wisdom to share you have something innately that you're interested and fascinated by that you can contribute to this yeah. community so talk to us kind of you know, what are some current topics or dialogues that you've been geeking out over lately? I can tell you I've been geeking out over Web3. We did a whole podcast on it, but since then I have 
<laughs> dove way, way, way deep into <laughs> it and just what does it mean for, you know, the evolution of our identity and, you know, our position in this world, not even just like internet things, but like, how are we going to process this as <laughs> human beings? So that's something I've been geeking out over. What are, what are some topics that you've been just like so excited to share with the DM community? One is, it's not a specific conversation, but it's a host who has conversations. She's called Dr. Laurie Mintz. And if any of you follow her on Instagram, she is one of, oh, she's just phenomenal. So she is a feminist professor. She uh, teaches people essentially about the orgasm gap and about sexual pleasure, um, the clitoris. Like she's so candid in her delivery and the conversations she's had so far in DM, which are all recorded. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I need some of that, go listen to it. But she's doing one actually this afternoon, all about like your entitlement to sexual pleasure. And I'm like, that's just, everyone needs this. Everyone just needs to listen to this. Like go. And, and the way that she talks about it as well is so approachable. And so like, yeah, like I should not be thinking that. Or like, why do I think that about myself? Or like, why do I think that about sex or anything like that? So yeah, I don't know. She's probably one of my favorites and then any also same as you any conversations around web3 and the potential for nfts specifically the financial benefit of women is really interesting to me because there's so much opportunity there uh, i just don't think that enough women have realized that yet can i ask about the branding real quick i'll go for it <laughs> because the minute i signed up i felt as if it was a beautiful mixture of nostalgia like I felt as if it was kind of a video game from the yeah. 90s-ish, maybe, combined with what the world's going to look like in 50, 60 <laughs> years, this futuristic kind of vibe. And it's a bold choice of yeah. coloring. Like you guys went with a very bold choice of coloring. So can you talk a little bit about that branding process? Because I feel as if it's so beautifully touches upon and supports the underlying mission. Well, thank you. I'm a very like brand person. My whole sort of background is in that world and so when we were thinking about how we wanted to present the universe to the world it's funny you said those two words and I'm honestly thrilled you said those two words this is exactly what we said to our designer nostalgia and like being futuristic at the same time and 3d was big for us so uh, the designer that created all of this for us the whole app experience everything her personal design style is very like this and it took me months to find her and I literally came across her website and I canceled all of my other phone calls with other designers and I was like I am going to spend the next however many weeks getting her to say yes she did say yes but thinking a bit about the design process itself it's really like I'm so sick and tired of existing in platforms that have no personality like if you think of Instagram you don't know what Instagram's voice is you have no idea like it's just white and black and like that is it. Same with Twitter, same with like Facebook, same with every single Pinterest, every social platform is white and black. And I'm like, this is so boring. Like there is so much that you can do with design and creativity and technology that like should be done. Like, why are we still designing the same way we designed 15 years ago? So yeah, I really wanted to take, that was like our main motivation. It's like, I wanted to feel like it has a personality and I want us to like have a voice. Wait, can I ask a quick question? 
were you worried that that might turn some people off since the universality of the very blanket design of Instagram mm. and Twitter and Facebook is programmed so that mass people can go on and not feel as if they need to identify yeah. with the design? Was that something that you considered? Yeah, it was something we considered. And after a lot of research, user research, all of that sort of stuff, we realized that even if it's designed like that, like white space, et cetera, the way that you engage and the way that you share doesn't actually really allow authenticity in, in, in a lot of ways. Like the format that you're sharing in, as in like, let's take Instagram, for example, you're sharing a gallery of pictures, maybe a video, maybe a story where you're kind of performing and showing off and editing and all of that sort of stuff. So what we put out into the world personality-wise from the platform and the visuals, we hope the functionality and the platform counters that a little bit as in like you have a 30 minute time window to have a candid conversation with someone we're not telling you what to say like have a human conversation and like it happens to save in this place that is designed really for you as as the user I mean Emma you're speaking my language with Camber the travel recommendations app that I'm building we had trouble even finding inspiration for the UI UX because mm -hmm. I was like, why the fuck does every single app look the same? And even just even travel apps, like we looked yeah. at other travel apps. No one is trying to reinvent or add some just just some brand and personality to the company itself and to the app experience. And from the very beginning, we knew that we didn't want to just plug and play the typical, you know, Instagram mm. blanket slate template that a lot of people follow. And it's interesting you say that, Scout, too, because I've thought about that, too, because, you know, Camber is very, very bright. It's similar to DM where it is really colorful. And as, as we said, like, Scout and I are just like fucking neutral, white, and, you know, <laughs> whatever. So I was a little afraid that I wouldn't feel comfortable having a presence on Camber because it's so bright. But what I actually found was the experience is just so much more delightful. Like it is mm. just so much more fun to navigate through the app. The bright colors brings a sense of happiness to me. And it also showcases the type of places that we want and the type of people we want to attract, right? We want yeah. these more hidden gems, local, cool, hip spots. And yeah. that lends itself to the brand, right? It lets those places shine through the brand. And it even, I mean, it even makes them look cooler than they are, right? Yeah. So that to me is why I love DM because you guys have put a state like this is you should feel confident and excited to have a personality on this platform does that make sense yeah you also can't forget, can't forget it. it like as a new user coming on like there's no way like I've downloaded many apps I don't know half of them <laughs> right there's literally no way that I can forget DM because I remember opening it up and my first reaction was holy <laughs> shit whoa okay we're in a new spot today. You know what I mean? And that creates- We've gone to a whole new universe. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's talk Let's talk about community building. I know it's like such a sexy topic right now, but we've just been discussing this for a long time. And especially when it comes to OKSYS, growing podcast community, we kind of like fell into it and then learned a lot about what it takes to actually build engaged and authentic communities. And I know it's such a buzzword, but- 
I really think it's so important. Um, especially yeah. if you're building a company, especially if you're trying to even just, if you're trying to be an influencer, if you're trying to rally an audience to care about what you say and also mm. exchange value, you have to care about building yeah. a community. So if someone's listening and you know, they're, they're working on leading a community of their own or expanding a community, what do you find entices people to join your mission and like the crusade that you're leading? Because not only with DM, like from the user perspective, but the expert perspective, because for Camber specifically, I'm just selfishly, you know, asking all my questions. We're, you know, going to be trying to get creators on the platform to put, you know, their places and hopefully monetize those recs and those lists and to find those people and, you know, convince them to join this community. What are some things you found that have worked in terms of enticing people, both the users and also like the experts that you bring on into the sessions? Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Yeah, I think a really crystal mission for but it answers both of those. So we're it's obviously harder building. I think yours is like mission driven too. But like if you're building a community that doesn't really have a purpose, I ask the question: Why are you building the community in the first place? So every community you build, like yes, lots of brands are getting into the space and building communities and things like that. But even if you think about the purpose of the brand's community. Ultimately, the brand is doing it to drive revenue, but what they might miss in thinking about it is like, is there an opportunity to create a really incredible community that is like tangential to our end goal? So if you are, I don't know, I used to work for Away, so I used to work for a travel brand. And if you're building a travel community, do they really need to be talking about your product? Like the purpose of your community should be for people to maybe connect over destinations that they have been to, or perhaps they all live in the same city and they're all wanting to, maybe they've all traveled to the same place. Like there's so many connection points and common interest points in humans. And it's like, when you're thinking about a community, it's like, what are the common interest points of our customers? And how can we perhaps best play a role in connecting them to each other? Because the benefits long-term of a community are not really revenue like these are people already bought into your product like they're going to continue buying your product and promoting you and all of this sort of stuff but it's the association that they have with your brand that is so valuable like retention and loyalty and all of this stuff like the reason community became a buzzword last year was because of the pandemic and anyone that did not have a loyal community was like oh god like what do we do now and there's just so many other benefits outside of metrics that communities can bring and a lot of it then translates into retention and loyalty I think the biggest thing that I find annoying in terms of community success metrics is you're just like 
because of how we've existed in social platforms, the metrics that we look to measure communities against are highly flawed. Like even they'll be like, how many people are talking or sending messages in your Slack group or how many people are doing this? How many people are doing that? At the core of it, a community is people choosing to identify with a purpose or a common interest or an experience, and they're choosing to show up. They don't show up every single day. Like, who has time to show up every single day in a community? It's very rare. Think of even your friendship groups in that scenario. Like, do you talk to your friends every day? No, I don't. I love them. I'll talk to them when I need to. And like when they want to talk to me, but it's just like weird. It's like we've placed these strange metrics that are solely created for ad revenue models and now we're trying to put them onto communities and like measuring the success of a community is and it's just highly flawed so I think there's like multiple things I don't know if specific questions coming off of that but those are all of my thoughts <laughs> yeah I mean we we spoke with Kim Johnson who heads community at Geneva and which is like super meta because it's like she runs community at a community app and yeah. <laughs> she she was very similar of you know we asked or we I feel like everyone asked like what are the metrics like how do I how do I you know calculate exactly how engaged my community is whereas hey let's you know this is the first business facet that like really does not have metrics hard yeah data to track it which throws people off right yeah. I think people who are business minded and oriented that's where they first go to because how do you measure success and I really agree that it's about the exchange of meaning it's the literally what you have captivated in dm this exchange of like really meaningful connections of yeah. specific topics or information and like that is success like and that's weird for people to even yeah. come to terms with from a business perspective yeah you can't quantify human interactions and the value and depth that human interactions have it's impossible well i think that that's Exactly. And that's like what's so highly flawed about the social platforms and ecosystems that we exist within currently is that all of our interactions are highly calculated and they are the platforms are made addictive to create these experiences where we're constantly coming back because we are like it's obviously common knowledge, like addicted to our phones or addicted to the dopamine that is produced by someone liking your picture or something like that. And it's like, that is, they have tried to quantify human behavior, but failed like so badly. Like that's not human behavior. We're doing these actions that are not human. Like they're not normal communication. They're a form of communication or sharing a piece of media and they've socialized the media that you're sharing, but it's not a conversation. Yeah. And the, the putting the follower count and the like, like these, it's the same reason I hated the GPA yeah, in high yeah. school. I couldn't understand. It's no, true. I really, truly, like I told my mom, I said, this is bullshit. Like you can't understand who I am and the future and my success and my potential in this yeah. fucking number. It's just impossible. And I said, if a college accepts me, it's because they're going to read my essay and it has nothing to do with my GPA. You know, I didn't get into any college because of my GPA. But the point <laughs> is, is that that was clearly a failed fucking metric because I'm very successful yeah. today. So it's been that idea of quantifying and placing numerical value on a human's potential, a human's connection, a human depth, a human interaction has been around because it's the easiest, most subjective yeah. way to do it. But 
the systems that we're trying to quantify are extremely, you know, subjective. Yeah. Plus one to everything you just said. <laughs> plus one. A plus. You got an A plus in our books, gal. You got a four I'll GPA. Give you a... Oh, wow. A plus. On, that goes towards my GPA. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask the question that you guys ask in DM sessions at the end, and you probably phrase it differently, but what are you comfortable saying on DM that you wouldn't elsewhere? Honestly, you don't know how happy you just made me that you repeated that question. <laughs> what I feel most comfortable sharing in, was it here or in DM? Sorry, I screwed up. In DM, I guess on OKSYS too. Yeah. We're one in the same. I think, honestly, just like genuine real conversations about, I don't know, like talking about yesterday, I had like really bad period cramps and I was just like, I feel horrific. I have a headache that I've taken medication for. It will not go away. And I'm sitting here and I'm smiling at all of my meetings and I can't cancel any of them because I know they're important, but I'm just going to put up with it. And it's like having those, even coming to a, a conversation you might have in DM and like you might have scheduled it. You don't want to let the other person down. You're having that conversation at the beginning, just being like, I'm really sorry if I'm off my game today. I'm so excited to talk to you, but like, I feel shit. And like just being able to do that and not perform I think is what I feel most comfortable doing. I feel most comfortable doing that because I know there aren't really people judging me for that. Like everyone comes to it with a similar experience. Like I'd never share that I was on my period on Instagram because I can't be bothered. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, why, where would it go? Just a story. And someone's like, cool. Emma's bleeding today. Like, great. <laughs> I, you know, I really love that because something I also wanted to ask you was that, and, you know, I see all the conversations, I get the little notifications about the DM sessions that are starting. And I'm just like, how the fuck is this woman talking to this many people that, like all fucking day? Like, we, can't <laughs> do, we can only do one podcast a day. Like we are spent, we are done. So it's interesting <laughs> you say that about like the performance nature and just feeling okay to say, hey, I know we're going to have a conversation. I know this is like recorded and this is like work, whatever. But, you know, I feel like shit today and we're going to try to just go with our energy and that's that. I yeah. really, really... And I, I think Scout and I can definitely bring that into OK Sis because the women we talk to yeah, are... The women we talk to, we want to also be real with them. And yes, of course, we're grateful for their time. Okay. Yeah. Scout, you can share what's happening to you. Yeah. I was gonna say it's perfect. I was catatonic all yesterday. I had to cancel every single meeting because I have a condition with my mental illness where my cognitive abilities and my motor functions completely go slow, but I didn't want to cancel today. And so I texted Mads and I said, listen, you're going to have to take the lead on this one. And I hope I don't go paralyzed in the middle of this session. I felt as if I couldn't say that up front because we have a podcast listeners and they depend on good content every single month. But yeah, no, I'm holding on by a fucking string and the fact that I sounded articulate earlier. Uh, I'm in a total fucking haze right now, to be honest. I'm not exactly super sharp, but I wanted to show up today. And so it's nice to, it feels good 
to be able to say something like that and not feel, because afterwards I was going to text Mads and I was going to say, hey, did I sound it okay? Do you think she knew? Did I lead on, you know? No, honestly, like you've sounded so articulate. I cannot explain. So like, Thank you. A plus. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's ask our last question. Scoutala, would you like to do the honors? Yes. If you, we ask every woman who comes on OK Says This, if you were to brag about one thing, and don't be humble what would you brag about this is hard because I'm British so I'm not told not to brag Uh, (laughs) but I'm really proud of what we're building with DM I think it can genuinely change a lot of people's perceptions of themselves a lot of people's opinions towards what they could achieve in life it could open doors to ideas that maybe you go and do that you never even knew existed before you joined a conversation in DM so I'm really proud of, yeah, what we're building. What are you guys proud of? (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. She turned it on us. (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. Let me see. Okay. I am proud. I was in a really, really deep rut in December and ended the year, I think, really in a poor mental state. And, you know, especially with Camber and just how hard it is to be an entrepreneur mentally, emotionally. I mean- you know, Scout wrote a whole book on it, so she she could have you know told me, but it it was it's been hard. I, I I did tell you, did tell you. You did tell me, I know, but until you experience it, you never know. I dedicated the whole book. I, I know, thank you, thank you. But I think specifically this week, I mean, we are gearing up to to raise funding, which is fucking scary because I know nothing. I literally know nothing about the investing world, and so I want to brag that. Every single day, I have been reading this book called Venture Deals. So any girlies, any, you know, startup girlies out there who are looking to raise money, I, you know, put my little student hat on. I was like, I am going to be smarter than everyone in the room. And so I just have committed to myself to reading 30 minutes of this book every fucking day. It's very dry. It's not sexy. It's not fun, you know, but I just want to be as educated as possible and be as prepared as possible to go into this. And I think, especially coming off of what happened in December, I think my just like motivation, my grit has just been revved up in a way that I was missing. So I just, I'm really proud of myself that I've been able to just kind of be like, I know nothing about this, but how can I fix that? You're going to figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to learn. And that is, that's what I'm doing. I love that. Scout? (sighs) I'm a... I'm proud that I uh, am here, that I am speaking, and uh, that I am... You can brag about your headband. No, fuck off. You <laughs> hate my headband. Like um, now that I watch Succession, I'm just going to tell you to fuck off all the time, because that's how families work, I've learned. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yeah, I'm just, I'm proud that I am here today, and that I am, that's it, that's it. Great. That's a big thing to be proud of. That's enough. You are enough, Scout. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Me and my headband is enough. (laughs) Okay. Emma, tell everyone where they can find you, how to download DM, all the things. Oh, yeah. So you can find DM on all social platforms as AskDM, D-I-E-M. Also DM in the app stores, both Google Play and the Apple App Store. Me personally, Emma S.H. Bates on Instagram and Twitter all the places. I think those are the only accounts I have. If you find any others, they might not be me. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Beautiful. And you can find us on Instagram at OKSysPodcast, me at Scout Sobel, 
Mads at Maddie Mayo. And we love you, sisters. We love you.